Hi, I'm Gary. And I'm Owen. And this is Left Out. Left Out is an LGBTQIA history podcast. We learn about incredible events and people that have shaped the history you weren't taught in school. So why have we decided to make a podcast? Well, really, it's that we never learned about anything about LGBTQ plus history whilst we were at school. We've had no education based around it and we're coming to the end of our 20s and everything we've learned about our culture as LGBT people, um, we've researched ourselves um, and we've learned it through films, documentaries, books. Wikipedia. Yeah, and <laughs> Google. Google. <laughs> <laughs> and so we want to share that with you, the listener, and um, also hope that you take something from it as well. Or if you're looking to find out a bit more about prominent people, events, yeah. Any, anything to do with that culture, really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, that is why we've decided yeah. to do our podcast. So, in our first episode, we wanted to talk about really something to do with that, I suppose, which is we started kind of thinking about why we didn't know about this. So, why we, we didn't have education about um, gay history or, or any LGBTQIA plus history. Um, and then it sort of came to this, didn't it, I suppose? Mm. Um, so it came to something called, um, in the UK, it was called Section 28. Um, so it was um, a piece of law, I suppose. Yeah, it yeah, was a law. It was a law. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was something that I suppose we'd heard about. The first time I really understood what it was, was Drag Race. <laughs> yeah, that's the first time. <laughs> I think I had heard of it just through documentaries and stuff, but I'd never... Like, no one had ever sort of like spelled it out clearly. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have known it by its name, what it was. No. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I suppose that. So I suppose um, for those of you that have didn't watch Drag Race UK, um, one of the contestants, uh, Davina, yeah, Davina, and was basically explaining um, what Section Twenty Eight is um, and the years that it was active, and then mm-hmm. we were kind of watching that, and we were like. Oh, well, explained a whole lot, didn't it? <laughs> that explains why we kind of left school or college or any form of education and had um, didn't know anything about <laughs> um, the community that we were a part of. Um, so Section 28, what is it? So it was um, from the research that we've done, mm. um, I suppose it was um, a response from the legalization of homosexuality years before in the UK and then you had the rise of HIV and AIDS yeah. so it looks like it was kind of a response from that and then also you found something out about a book yeah so it was all triggered by um a book that was published in the 80s uh, called Jenny Lives with Erica Martin which was uh, written by a Danish author which basically is a book that um it's a kids book it's a kids book yeah that outlines um a family structure where Jenny's father Martin lives with his boyfriend Eric and Jenny's mum Karen lives around the corner so it's it wasn't your normal family structure at the time in the 80s um and the book was made really to show children and show the world that there are multiple different family structures. Well, you get loads of those books now. Like if you go to Waterstones, yeah. there's loads of yeah, them Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it, it's something now that just isn't mm. even really that uncommon. But obviously at the time it was quite groundbreaking. However, it wasn't seen in that way. And like the UK tabloids and the press saw it as homosexual propaganda. Um, and actually something now, which would seem a really positive thing, 
became actually something quite negative. Well, like fearful as well. I feel like it would be like, oh, yeah. this is coming to get us. It's like that, isn't well, it? Yeah, and it's like I said, it was aimed for children. So it, there, there's not that sense of control over what kids were reading. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so then, yeah, that's one of the many factors that prompted the then government at the time in the UK to create the law section 28. Yeah. So yeah, so um, section 28 um, got enacted in 1988. And what it um, did was it prohibited the promotion of homosexuality from local authorities. So things like schools and um, local councils. Um, so yeah, it's it, when we heard that, it, it kind of made sense to us, didn't it, when we were in school, because it didn't get removed. It got removed in Scotland in the year 2000 mm. and then in the rest of the UK um, three years later. So 2003. So we left school in 2007. Seven. Yeah. Um, well, so basically it was our whole time in education or at least in school. Mm. Like if you think we were both born in 1990, so the law wasn't even created in just only two years before we were born. So mm. our whole time as a child and as a basically a teenager yeah we were never taught anything about yeah and now looking back it totally makes sense like when when we sort of found out what it was i look back and i go oh my god like my whole time in school yeah like i in like sexual health classes or, or I mean, anything any, anything anything i can if i think back to my whole time in education um a gay relationship same-sex couples, exploring sexuality, the fact that there is a different sexuality aside from yes. straight didn't exist. It wasn't even spoken about. Yeah, but the weird thing I think about is that if I look back on it, I didn't even question it because it was going on and it was just what was accepted. Well, I don't remember being there and being like, why no, am I not but, being seen? Because it was that was well, just no, the way but it was. I think that's because, yeah, like you said, it, it's not like culture now where we're a lot more open and want to, like you said, want to be seen, want to be heard. Yes. And not that that wasn't happening, but as a child growing up in that time and as a young adult, you you didn't feel that way. It was more a sense of why am I different? Yes. And never... And it, be, that's to, just to be the fair, way it was. To be fair, as a child, I never... I, don't, I just must be the way I am. I never felt like, oh, why am I wrong? I never really felt no, that but, way. But I think that's because our families were so good. So we were lucky. Yeah, we had a really, yeah, yeah, we had very liberal <laughs> families. But in terms of like a school environment and educational establishment, like the I, yeah, there was uh, there was not at one point could I identify with anything that was being anything taught, that was yeah, being and go, taught. Oh, that's me. Even from. Mm. I wouldn't say from a young child because, like I said, we both grew up with a mum and a dad. Yes. So what we read in a book was the family structure we were living in. Mm. Um, but definitely as we got older and the world did become more open, because you think it didn't get it didn't get abolished until 2003. Yes. By like, that time, we were living in a little bit more of an open world. I, I think so. so. But then I think, well, we left school in 2007, so four years later. And that's not a long enough time for there to be change, for people to say within that four years. I mean, they didn't wake up the day after in 2003 and go, OK, yeah. so now we're going to start teaching about, whenever, you know, yeah, same sex start, relationships, yeah. different families. You know, it didn't happen <laughs> like that. We're not going to start putting books in the school library yeah. about same so, sex yeah, couples. Yeah, and I think or... there was obviously still resistance. So our whole time still in school leading up to 2007, I don't think that still uh, looking back on it and looking at 
teachers, mm. I think they probably still didn't know what they were allowed to do, even if they wanted to. They yeah. weren't didn't well, think what am I still it, allowed to do and what was, am I not. It was essentially a gag clause. Yes. So even if you had um like a homosexual teacher, um, or someone who was in your school that was in the adult world was part of like the LGBT community. They or even just didn't have a problem with it. Was yeah, yeah, it, or yeah. as an ally. They weren't allowed to discuss it. It wasn't allowed yes. to be a subject matter in yeah. any yeah. form of conversation, even one that's not, say, in a classroom setting. That's more maybe like a yes. pastoral sense. Yes. Like, yeah. it wasn't allowed. It was against the law. And also, I think back, because, I mean, I'm, I know we've said about this before, like, I never really had any harsh bullying. I've never had a hugely negative experience about being gay. No one's ever... Do you know what I mean? I like, think, well, for me, like, I didn't come out as gay whilst at school. Yeah. But I was, I think I was just very clever. Yeah. I, pl- I played the game. Do you know what I mean? I played well, along. Yeah. Um, and there, you've said the right word there. It's about the playing, isn't well, it? Yeah, and because, the acting. That's like, what we like did. Like I was saying, there was no representation of who I was. So I suppose, yeah, in a way, it does, it seemed, it seemed to me, I was like, well, this doesn't seem like a place where I want to yeah. share that information. And isn't that interesting? Because it all comes from Section 28. Yeah. That sort of feeded um, the promotion of of never speaking about it Mm. and therefore we never spoke about it we're never open about it um and i think i think to people that maybe did have an awful time at school about it yeah and that were you know um physically or mentally abused or bullied or whatever and i think Mm. how when when nobody could also help you that must have been so hard of course yeah definitely and i think yeah like like i said it felt like something that i should keep hidden but uh, like we said the more we studied this law and what it meant is like well actually then we were a product of that because that's basically what this was designed to do was to suppress it was successful well yeah exactly um and i think it's not even in so yes obviously it's in day-to-day conversation our teachers weren't allowed to speak about lgbt issues people but it meant that it wasn't part of the syllabus ever yes so so that's why we have decided to do this podcast that's why the title is left out because basically there are prominent times in history and people and that's what i mean and people in situations where someone who was lgbtq was part of that but they're basically it's not spoken about so then it's eradicated and it's so like they've a, been it's left like out. the missing link isn't it yeah of of what went on and I, re- I i even think back to now when you you learn even when you did learn about certain people in history or certain yeah. things that went on and then now i found out that actually they were gay yes and they left that out of the lesson yeah. and you're and like what but that's actually a really important and thing and i and yeah and i think back well if i was um, i don't know like 13 year old me or whatever learning this like how how much more rounded my education would have been because i would have been able to identify with these people that we were studying or situations that we were studying and going oh they were just like me or basically heroes that we never got to learn about yes and it's not even necessarily in a history sense it can be in an english sense like authors like because if they were gay or homosexual or lgbtq they um it meant that they, they that that informed their artwork. Yeah. So even and, like and even yeah, in an art lesson, you're so right. Like how know. many artists are? Well, like, of course, yeah. yeah. And also like in like obviously we know like being in the, you know we studied musical theatre, uh, um, theatre school, and we know it's a home for 
um, for gay people and LGBT, yeah. LGBT plus people. And so to leave all that information out is actually not right. And not only that, how many teachers were gay well, that couldn't course. say and yeah, they could have exactly. been a role model, they could have been something but for then, us. Yeah, so, and then I think, I think back on my time in education and how being gay was still seen really up until we were 18 yeah in education in that environment as a negative thing well that's so gay that oh you're well gay yeah. that's so gay yeah. it's such yeah. a negative connotation I, I actually remember the first time a teacher stopped that right and yeah. it was in when we were in college okay so and we were 17 so we're talking 2008 yeah 2008 yeah, yeah, 2007 yeah. Two, yeah, maybe yeah. 2009 yeah um but it was around that time so a good few years after the end of section 28 yeah and i remember our course leader somebody said it and the course leader didn't hesitate to be like don't say that you're you might not mean it but you're basically um inferring that that is a neg you're putting a negative connotation yeah. on the word gay don't do that it makes you sound stupid yeah and i remember she said it and it i, I was even shocked because yeah. i've been so used to hearing it yeah. it's the first time i went oh yeah you're right like not that i ever said it but i was like yeah you're right that is wrong exactly and it's something that we even as gay people just accepted just accepted because mm. it was the norm it was like I could like yeah like I said in school someone could say oh that's well gay or you're well gay as a negative thing or as in an insult and a teacher wouldn't say anything yeah it wouldn't be seen as a slur no and even if they like, told them to shut up they couldn't tell them why it was bad because you couldn't have the conversation no it was more so... just because you were being rude or disruptive yes. not because what actually you were, you were being offensive yeah, and, yeah. It, and, it, and it's a slur and, that you were saying and, yeah and I think you know, um, looking at schools now and how different it, it is, like, because I've, I've worked in quite a few schools and actually I went back and worked for about 18 months in the same school that I, I went to the senior school of. And I was so shocked about how open it was. They even have an, like, um, pride. So the school goes and joins in on the city's pride and they yeah. have their own stand. Like, yeah. I just thought back, oh my God, like, if when I was back at this school, mm. it would have been... 10 15 years before if i'd have had that oh my god like i would have that would have changed my whole outlook on what my life could be um not that i had a negative outlook but no, just but have I think, more i think growing up under that law as a gay kid it informed me then as a young adult that i didn't have like a huge sense of pride about being gay Yes. Because... And that... I didn't know where my community was. Either. No, not at all. And also because then that was part of our conditioning was to yes. not speak about it. Yeah. It's not a good thing. And so, yeah, like when we heard about this law, it was like a hundred light bulbs yeah. that went off yeah, and yeah. we were like, oh my God, that that is and, why. And not only that, when I went back and worked in the school, there was... I remember I was the only gay kid when I was like in my last year of school who was out, even though I didn't want to be out. Somebody outed me. Um, but... When I was working there, there was at least one openly gay um, person in every year group from the year seven all the way up to yeah. top of sixth form. And then actually, as I was leaving the school, there was a they had induction for new um, pupils and there was a new pupil joining the sixth form who was transitioning. So you had also um, that going on. And I just thought, oh, my God, this is so amazing. And the teachers were being so positive they were totally accepting of what the the transitioning people wanted to be called, um, their their pronouns and all of that. 
Um, and uh, I just thought, oh my God, I can't even imagine this happening back then. Not because the teachers might not have wanted well, to, I couldn't but even... because it just wasn't happening. Well, I just couldn't, especially, yeah, someone, like said, someone who's transgender. I couldn't even imagine that happening in my school when I went to school, in any of the schools that I went to from infant right through to senior, that would just blow my mind that that would be happening, let alone a kid feeling comfortable enough to just live as openly gay at that age. Or even openly questioning, openly having the conversation. Actually, yeah, feeling safe enough, um, brave enough, and in a clearly a safe enough environment to explore their sexuality that just didn't happen and it was all because of this law um which came into place basically yeah definitely and i suppose coming back to it that is why we're doing this this is even influenced as we said at the beginning this is why we're doing this this yeah. is why we want to do the podcast I think, like i said we're both um coming to the end of our 20s and even now there's still things that we're learning moments of history that we didn't even know about and it all comes back to this because we didn't grow up with a sense of pride or in an environment where uh lgbtq plus culture even existed it was eradicated from now it's our society everywhere yeah to a certain extent but yeah. um I still think we've got a long way to go. It's not exactly like it's on the syllabus. But um, so this is basically a journey of us educating ourselves, what we've learned so far, things we're going to learn along the way. And that's why we wanted to share it, because if you think we're adults now and we're still not fully educated about... Yeah. Basically where we come from and who we are. Yeah, and but I know all of the history of the Tudors. Yeah, but I can tell you Henry the Eighth's six, six wives. wives and what happened to them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know someone who maybe fought for the fact that I can now live as an openly gay man. Yes. Um. So yeah, that's why we decided to do it. Really. Yeah. Um, and it's exciting. And luckily, we don't live in a world where that law exists here in the UK. Yes, it is still going on in other parts of the world, which mm. is crazy scary. and scary. Um. So hopefully this maybe can serve as an education to anyone that maybe is still living under that sort of oppression. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and also, I think we want it to be an open discussion. So if you have ideas or you want us to discuss certain things and you think, oh, I'd really like you to discuss that or did you know about this, then, um, you know, take a look at um, our Instagram. It's Gary and Owen. Um, suggest things to us. Yeah. Tell us if you'd like to um, um, hear stuff Um and us to talk about certain things yeah. um, because we love we love finding out different things. Yeah. So. And we're by no means experts we're not, like on this oh, subject. No. We are learning as we go and it is an open discussion. Um, we're not professionals. We might not get everything right but <laughs> <laughs> as a disclaimer. Um, but I think it's good to have at least somewhere on a platform to start having that conversation. Yeah. So from now on, um, every podcast episode will be either about um, uh, an event or a person or a subject. Um, and then we'll focus it around that. Um, and yeah, and then we'll we'll be learning on the job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah. So thank you so much, everyone. Thank you. You've been listening to Left Out with Gary and Owen. Subscribe to Left Out at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Gary and Owen.